Hey folks, this is Ace. Uh, you might notice that this episode is a little shorter than usual. That's because this episode included a breakdown of Street Fighter V's newest character, Akira. Unfortunately, that type of content really doesn't play well in an audio format, so we have cut it from the audio archive, but it is available on our Twitch channel, which we will link to in the description below. So please check that out. Elon put some work into it, and uh, I think it came out really good. That's just my opinion, though. Uh, other than that, enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. And I am joined here by the main squeeze, Steve, Ace King off Jerick. Hello, Steve. How's it going? It is, man, it feels weird that this does, this feels odd because it's obviously post-Evo, mm -hmm. but it's, it doesn't feel as post-Evo as it usually does. Probably because nobody's like, traveling back from, uh, from Las Vegas and stuff. There's you know? that. There's the fact that it ended at like eight o'clock. There was still sunlight out. Very <laughs> like, true. I'm used to it being like, like I'm used to my partner just watching me as, as like we get into Street Fighter Top Eight. Like, when is this over? <laughs> when are you coming to bed? Yeah, like soon, soon. It'll be like there's like two matches left, so it'll be like an hour. And they're both reset. Like go it, like it, goes the distance. Last set, last oh round. Oh my god, that the the one where where you had was it Gamer B? Yeah, it was Gamer B and Momochi where Gamer B or somebody paused. Or I'm sorry, it yeah. might have been Gamer B and Inf Infiltration. I'm I don't remember who no, it was who, no, but it, it was, was Gamer Info. B. It wasn't Info. It yeah. was that was a ridiculous set, and it also pissed off my partner because <laughs> it was just like, get to bed. This is my job. I'm sorry. This is what I ha get paid to cover. I gotta write about it. I'm sorry. Damn it, whoever pressed the pause button. God damn. All right, well, tonight on the show, we're going to talk about Evo, of course. Uh, and Sharpie's going to join us about halfway through to talk about the Evo results, because we cannot have an Evo results wrap-up without Sharpie. Uh, and then we're going to look at some trailers, some of the new toys we're going to be getting in the, uh, in the near future, and... We're going to have a breakdown of Akira, who came out for Street Fighter as of yesterday. And I got to tell you, that character is really fun. I'm glad I picked her instead of Auro, because Auro is difficult. But anyway, we're not starting with a recap today, once again, because we got some controversial topics to talk about. First, Steve, rules of Evo are changing by the minute. What the hell is happening? Oh, man. So, um... We're going to be t spoiling some of the results in this story if you somehow have not been following Evo for the per for the last week and are relying on us to break the results down for you. Um, spoiler alert. But we had a couple instances uh, this past week where players, some, they got to top eight or they got just outside top eight and then they had to... And then they showed up in the bracket as disqualified. And there was some confusion to what happened. Um, in week one in the Street Fighter East bracket, we saw 
uh, Kalmal All 09, excuse me, a, bul a very strong Bulgarian player, made it to just before top four, which was getting streamed, and then um, disqualified. And in a Reddit thread ask, where someone asked about it, one of the bracket runners came in and said, well, we've they were underage, so they had to be disqualified before they got to the points, or, or to the uh, top four streak. This happened again uh, in the North American Mortal Kombat bracket on Saturday, where a player by the name of Turkey Sucks, and I'm assuming they're talking about the food and not the nation. Um, at least I hope they're talking about the food. But they went through. They made it to top eight on winner's side. Tweeted out, yeah, I made it. I'm so excited to get this. And then a few minutes later, they tweeted out again saying that they made it, but they got disqualified because they were underage. Uh, Turkey Sucks is a 17-year-old player. Um, so we look... The issue here, um, obviously in previous years, uh, players who are have been under the age of 18, have competed at EVO. Skullzer, again, I forget what their new name is, uh, but Noah the Prodigy, who made a deep run in Marvel when they were nine years old. Sonic Fox doing so well before 18, and then obviously continuing to do well after the age of 18. Dragon. So the idea of someone... Dragon, yes, another great point. Um, the idea of someone being disqualified for, for being under the age of 18 is a foreign concept in terms of Evo. Uh, but, you know, them's the rules. Or are they? What blew up uh, was a slight change to the rules. Let's, let's actually pull up rule number two. Um, these were the rules... So this was the rule as it as it appears now on the Evo page that says, quote, this tournament is only open to players who from the time of entry until all prizes have been awarded, A, are the age of majority in the jurisdiction in which the tournament is located. Age of majority varies from place to place in the U.S. and most other countries that we're dealing with. It is 18. So it appears that, yeah... If you're under 18, you can't enter, and that, you know, sucks, but it's in the rules, and it makes sense because this year uh, one of the prizes is a trip to Las Vegas. And when you're talking about minors traveling to Vegas, especially internationally, there's potential issues. But pull that back up for a minute. Pull that back up. Look at the date uh, that that rule was effective August 12th so this was made effective on before the second weekend of competition but after the first and in all honesty I don't think it appeared in the rule set until Friday itself I am not sure when between Thursday and Friday the rule actually went live on the website some people have said after the Mortal Kombat uh, pools. Some say a little before. Some say it right in the middle. But the issue is, 
That isn't the rule that players registered under. That isn't the rule players competed under for the first week of competition. Let's pull up that first page. This is the rule as it appeared uh, on the, you know, before last week or before this pa the past few days. So it says, quote, this tournament is only open to players who, from the time of entry until all prizes have been awarded, are of the age of majority in the jur jurisdiction in which the comp uh, tournament is located, of who have received explicit permission from their parent or guardian. That extra clause there is important. First off, the of uh, does appear to be a typo. Um, logically speaking, it is lowercase in... It is lowercase on the actual graphic. The font we use for our show does not include lowercase uh, letters. But if you look at it, the the typo that makes sense there, or the word that makes sense there, is or instead of r, of of, excuse me. Uh, that is a letter that it, it forms a word, so it wouldn't be caught by uh, a spell checker. It. Uh, if you're doing a quick glance through the rule set, the curvature of the F kind of looks like the curvature of an R, so it wouldn't necessarily jump out to you. And it makes sense, because that would say that, you know, you have to be either 18 or have received explicit permission from a parent or guardian, which puts it in line with a lot of other competitions where players are allowed to be under 18 and still compete. The issue is, Kalmal, had, when they registered, when they competed, they were following the rules. They, you know, there's a clause there that allows people under the age to, of 18 to compete. And then that was, that was eliminated midway through the tournament, after players had already registered, after players had already competed. It, 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 I just don't understand why this change was made right then, right there. I, it, it, it infuriates me. It actually, the more I think about it, it actually infuriates me. I don't disagree. Because, here, I'll let you talk. Cause yeah, I've well, I, I don't disagree, but here's the thing, right? I'm sure when we registered, there was also... Uh, Thing in the rules that said Evo can change these rules as any at any time. I mean that's that's usually like normal uh, tournament rules. And the other thing too is uh, let's look at it again from like the logistics side of things. Say somebody who is under eighteen coming from outside of the U.S. comes to the U.S. on the PlayStation and Evo budget or like on their on their penny. That complicates everything from travel, from booking, travel booking, from hotel booking, from like having a minor in Las Vegas. <laughs> so uh, I feel like it's one of those things where the solution is bring their guardian along. But that also costs more money. So it feels like it was one of those things where they saw it and that's been the case in past events because in past events people were responsible for getting themselves to las vegas so it was probably one of those things where they saw that and were like uh oh time to change it so 
it is really frustrating and it is kind of but I don't necessarily think I blame them for doing it. I do blame them for how they did it. Or I, like I'm upset about how they did it. Not that I blame them for how they did it. Because they did it. So, so I get that. I get the idea of maybe they don't have the budget or don't want or they don't want to bring more people into Las Vegas than they need to. So I get the idea of not in of n- of just eliminating people under the age of 18 altogether from competing. My issue is this. We we brought up a few issues with Evo with with this year's Evo last week or at least I did. And a lot of them could be potentially chalked up to all oh, growing pains, you know, running a competition under unique circumstances in these trying times and all of that. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like you you have so many people who have run tournaments, who have had to include clauses like this in previous competitions before. How does nobody not catch that, if that's the intention? And if it's not the intention, why would you make this change at, in the middle of the tournament? Because, you know... Thinking about the competition standpoint, which, honestly, there are a lot of other aspects to this. But think about the competition standpoint. The person that uh, Turkey Sucks beat was uh, Juxi. He beat Juxi to get to top eight. Juxi was retroactively rewarded the win to get to top eight and then made it to second place. That impacts every single player that th- that that Juxi had to face because maybe, you know, they lose to Juxi, but maybe they beat Turkey sucks and that changes who gets to go. That's to say nothing about all the players who face Turkey sucks before that. And all the players who face calm before that point. If, if the issue is you can't give them a, re- you know, you can't reward them with travel or there's some other issue. At this point, you, you got to catch that beforehand. Once you're in it, you kind of got to, like, okay, we'll figure it out afterwards. And if, you know, if you can't get them to Vegas, you say, well, okay, maybe, you know, we'll give them some sort of little compensation and then invite the third place finisher or something like that. It just feels like like they handled this issue in one of the worst ways possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, well... I- Yes, they handled this the worst way possible. I 100% agree. Uh, especially because, you know, I remember, I can't, I can't remember, like, I, I can't remember how many times we've talked about uh, integrity in DFGC, right? Where everybody, like, where first the issue since before Smash GG, people would float uh, names through brackets. There would be all this crazy shenanigans, and that all gets addressed uh to keep the integrity of a tournament so it is bizarre that one of the bigger tournament one of the biggest tournaments of the year in the fgc changes rules mid-tournament so i think that like in one in one way in my brain it's like whoa that's weird integrity city but in the other way again it might just be one of those things where again 
this is a new partnership. This is the first time we're doing this online. Maybe they just took for granted that the rules were correct. Correct. Uh, and this was the easiest solution out of it, uh, which, again, like it's a solution that I think is not great. However, taking away the argument that this should be caught before, what else do you do at that point? I think, you know, in terms of the pricing, you, you run the tournament out. And like I said, if if the, if for whatever reason you can't bring the winner out or the runner up out because they're under the age of 18 and something else is going on, then you give them a little bit of compensation and, you know, invite the third place player. Maybe say, OK, we can't bring you out to Vegas, but we'll cover your trip or for this competition but we'll cover your trip to Vegas for Evo 2022, which got announced as well. We'll get into that in a little bit. But it, 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 I, I get that there's not a lot of elegant solutions, but I feel like saying you followed the or you're disqualified because you 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 didn't follow the rules. Wait, I followed the rules. Oh, see, you didn't follow the rules. That just feels that yeah. just feels so so foul to me. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's awful that it happened. And you know, there's not much to say. I don't think. Uh, yeah. And th- and this is the other thing too. It's like, is this was this? I I would be really curious to know if Evo was not under the Sony and. Uh, Endeavor umbrella if this would have happened the way that it has I would imagine uh, like I said it's uh, I don't think it's necessarily because of the evil brand or new ownership but because the fact that for the first time ever you have to award travel as part of a prize mm-hmm. there are issues doing that but it it still very much leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah, was it? Do you think it was one of those things where they had a very, very limited budget for flying out people to travel? That they there was no way of negotiating an extra plane ticket for a minor. I I I don't want to speculate that. Um, okay. I know there's a whole lot of other issues as well when you're talking about bringing player bringing people from other countries mm-hmm. into the U.S. under normal circumstances. Yep. Much less what's going on now. So it may not be a purely financial case. It may be a situation where we can't deal with with those issues internationally, and it wouldn't be fair to allow American players to do that and international players not to. So I mm-hmm. get there's reasons for for that rule being the way it is. I just mm-hmm. really hate the fact that they changed it in the middle of the game, literally. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And let's hope that... This is a lesson learned for everybody to not change rules in the middle of a tournament. Here's hoping, Steve. Integrity in the FGC, baby. Okay, that wasn't the only issue with Evo, even though that was a pretty big issue. We have one more issue we want to talk about, because it's all about the issues here on Best of Five today. That that I want to talk about. Yeah, and I mean... I went through... (laughs) Go for it. I went through... I counted a lot... This past week, I counted, you know, I mentioned the issue of disqualifications in 
Evo online because there are some brackets that we're seeing like 50, 60 percent uh, of players being disqualified. And I thought, how big was go? How big of an issue was this? So I went through and I counted every single bracket that took place over the past two weeks. And I'm turning it into a segment because I need to do something to validate my time sink into that. I might be a little crazy. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is, um, the, this is the result of not having enough schedules this year. The, I, year. I need to focus. I need to find a creative outlet. Uh, but I actually went through and, and, and the thing that got the most reaction on Twitter was the sheer number of disqualifications in the North American Strive Bracket, which was by far the largest tournament of EVO weekend, if you can pull up uh, image number one. Uh, and that shows you that number at the top left, 1,342 out of uh, 2,262 entrants. 1300 plus with uh disqualified and the way i counted a disqualification is if they were eliminated from the losers bracket via dq there are some players who showed up early or, or showed up late excuse me got sent to losers via dq and then showed up later um there are some players who played a couple matches and uh bounced uh after losing in winner's side uh, I didn't go and do a deep dive into how those numbers compare, but and you know my once the once over that I did, it didn't appear that that massively impacted numbers one way or another. So we're talking about obviously the biggest one is the thirteen forty two, but we had other brackets uh, as well. Uh, there were nearly four hundred players that dropped out of the North America Street Fighter tournaments combined. Uh, Nearly 300 for North America MK. Uh, Guilty Gear in both uh, Latin America and Europe were about 230, 240. Um, And I I wanted to see how does that compare to the number of people in each bracket? What percentage? Uh, So the next image is, it breaks it down by bracket. Um, this shows, and it is color coded by game. So orange is Mortal Kombat, blue is Street Fighter, uh, green is Tekken, red is Guilty Gear, and yellow is Skullgirls. Um, one of the reasons I heard for the potential high number of, uh, DQs is because registration was before Guilty Gear came out, so a lot of people signed up not knowing a whole lot about the game and then changed their mind about whether they like it. Um, some people, work just came up. Uh, so we we so I doubt, dove into it. And surprisingly, the three biggest uh, withdrawal tournaments were all Mortal Kombat. Um, and some of the older games, uh, like the Skullgirls, uh, Street Fighter especially, uh, were had some of the lower ones. So... Yeah, more established games had a higher turnout, but the one of the older games also had the lowest turnout in terms of percentage, uh, with all of those 
being over 60%. That was a bit surprising to me. Uh, if we take a look by game on that next image, and we can see it even more clearly, uh, nearly 67%, about two-thirds of players for, who signed up for Mortal Kombat, uh, DQ'd, compared to only 43% for Skullgirls, 45% for Street Fighter. Uh, Strive was at about 57 uh, The overall average was 54%. Um, if we take a look at by region, uh, it, it's there. I wanted to see if there was a pattern. Um, Asia is the lowest uh, in about 40% of DQs, but uh, I do want to point out that the two smallest tournaments uh, or the two lowest uh, DQ brackets were both the East Asia brackets, the ones that included Japan and Korea. Um, I think part of that has to do with time zones. Um, if you remember, the, the start regions were determined by some by a, one particular time zone for that region. For Japan, it was based on Japanese time. Uh, Japanese and, and Korean times are in line with each other. For Latin America, it's based on Brazil. But not everyone is in that Brazil time zone. There, there are some people who are two, three hours behind that. So a noon start time there could mean 10 a.m. or even 9 a.m. start time there. Same in, uh, with North America. It's a little lower because it was noon, but it, on the West Coast, which means you didn't have to start if you were on East Coast till 3 o'clock. Uh, but you can see there... Latin America a little higher, Asia a little lower, and like I said, the tournaments that didn't include the uh, East Asia region were a bit closer to the global uh, average of about 54%. So I wondered, is this because of online play? Is this because it was simply free to, it was free to sign up and you didn't have to go anywhere? The best comparison I could think of was Evo Japan 2020. That was a tournament that was free to enter. Um, it was what one of the last major events right before the pandemic. So it's probably the game list closest to the one we have now. And even then, it was only uh, there were only two games that were in both the Evo Japan lineup for 2020 and the Evo Online 2021 lineup, uh, being Street Fighter V and Tekken 7. And those games, uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't have a chance to look at Tekken 7, unfortunately, uh, but I did look at Street Fighter V. If we can pull up that final graphic, uh, and the, and it shows right there in blue, uh, there. About 30%, uh, just under 30% of people did not show up for Evo Japan. That's a very, very big number for an offline bracket. But it's still much smaller than most of the other Street Fighter tournaments uh, in Evo Online. Like, you're looking at about 60% Latin America, about 50% uh, in North America, 50%. 45% in Europe. It's, 
it's obvious that that being online adds an extra element of I don't want to say disposability to it, but it makes it a it, it's lot lower commitment in order to sign up, which means if you're not necessarily going to throw everything at it to not make it. Um, generally speaking, if you're go- if you sign up for Evo, you're going to put in a request for uh, for time off. If you're if you're actually going to Vegas, if you're just playing online, you might not necessarily do that. Um, so, I it, it's going to be interesting if we have another one of these massive online tournaments exactly how we approach uh, the issue. And that was something I was asking on Twitter. Do you do like a small entrance fee that you get back when you register or when you actually show up? Uh, is is there some other solution there to keep, you know, to get people to actually come through when they sign up or to at least prevent people from signing up and then just changing their mind? I, I have a counterpoint to this, and I think I brought this up last time we spoke about this, and it was 2016 DreamHack Austin, CPT event, Street Fighter V, free to enter. I played two matches and got out of pools because there were so many DQs. So as far as that event, I see a very similar comparison of people signing up because it was free to sign up and then not making it to the tournament. Uh, do I know what the numbers exactly are? have no idea. But I have a feeling my experience was very similar to what some people experienced during EVO. With if it had like over 60% of people disqualified for certain games. So maybe it is the free entry. I think it's, I think it's a combination of the entry being free and it being an online registration. Right, because you can just click on some matches, you click register, and you're done. Bam, you're doing it. And then you can have the luxury to forget. So, I, I, maybe, maybe we'll be able to talk to Jabali and see if we can pull up those old numbers to see if we can find a, a, a correlation to see if it was truly the curse of the free I, entry. I did want to compare it to other Evo events, but uh, a lot of those brackets don't necessarily keep track of disqualifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just basically say uh, a, a lot of those pools just say who won, who didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some other events do do a better job of tracking DQs. Um, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily a priority for them because they're mostly concerned with who gets out of pools. It there it doesn't really matter to them how they get out of pools. Yeah. So very true. With all this said though, Steve, yes, there were issues. Yes, there were big issues. However, I think at the end of the day, we have to just give Evo a big old round of applause because we got games, we got people going right. to Vegas, we got a lot of tournaments that were run online over the span of these last couple weekends. So Whoa, what perfect oh, whoa, timing. Whoa, whoa, we got Sharpie. That's so crazy. I'm so sorry, everybody. I was in my hyperbolic time chamber, curvescing through time, and I heard somebody was over here talking about some results. Now, what I know here from being on Best of V show now for, you know, almost five months, I know that the results may come and the results may go, 
but Steve will stay here to give us those tournament results. Am I right? You, you just making me commit like that? Just, just signing me up for? No, I'm here. That's that's what I do. I do it for the people here. Speaking of I, doing and, and it for, for the my people. own ego. Speaking of doing it for your own ego, Steve, thanks for resubscribing to your own show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for 43 you. months. It's money like that that keeps me on the podcast, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody. Right. I'm going to be here all week. My favorite right, part is how Steve is not, uh, is, has been on the show longer than I have and uh, is subscribed for less time. You know what? Um, it's Times not... is tough, Elon. We're in a pandemic. Okay, <laughs> it's hard true. being in a panorama and a panini at the same time. Very right? true. That is true. Oh man! All right. Now I want a sandwich. <laughs> Don't talk to me about sandwiches. I'm still doing this whole thirty thing, and it hurts. Uh. All right. Look, Sharpie, you came in and you did the setup of the century and we just I felt completely like it was met. a very good setup to be very honest with yeah you. no it was like, great i was spending the entire time being like i'm going to ignore all of this other stuff that i can't comment on and focus on a really good segue but steve yeah. was like no i refuse to engage on this bit it's yes and <laughs> yeah i know steve, we gotta yes sorry. And. we gotta get steve some improv classes improv. <laughs> gotta get steve Actually, some improv I was classes a- there, there was a high school improv show that I was in, and I was the star of it. That's a story for another day. Yeah, uh, and we're here for the recaps, Steve. Not all yeah. this nostalgia. Well, so how about you put a hat on and give us the recap? I don't have a hat, but I will give you a recap. And I'm going to, just for you, Sharpie, I'm going to start it with Skullgirls. Oh, ah, can I do had... it? Can I do it? I practiced. I practiced. Yes. I can keep Go it for it. We're 30 seconds. All right. Let's so I do had... it with UK. I was super excited to watch Skullgirls UK, where Mr. Peck actually came in first. Uh, He is an English player, resides in the UK. Mr. Boars, representing Skullgirls Russia. And Magic, another United Kingdom, specifically a Norwegian player, coming through very strong. Of these two, we will see Mr. Peck and Mr. Boars in Vegas this November. Congratulations to them both. This will be Mr. Peck's third time at an international Skullgirls competition and Mr. Boar's very first time. Very happy to see them there. Congratulations to Ismo, Gone to Heaven, Ranger, Sanji, and the Laboratory, a very well-known Skullgirls European commentator. In ninth place, we had uh, Nork, Lex, Lunatic, Taekwon Bro, and everybody's favorite big band player and 13th Big Tony. As well as Corin, Half, Ninja, Fortnite, and Phalangs. Not to be confused by his brother, Philanthropist. Mm. Um, I, I gotta say, I tuned in because I was I woke up a little late and I was like, ah, oh, Skullgirls and Sharpie's commentating. I gotta watch. And I no, tuned I wasn't. in. I didn't commentate that at all. Oh, that's why I didn't watch it. But anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either Very way. Very talented. <laughs> commentators by the way i commentated with jammers for the asia bracket oh yeah c4 also commentated with jammers i believe they both did a spectacular spendendous spectacular job i'm trying to say stupendous but i messed up my words there it's okay thankfully i'm not ever going to commentate evo again because this will probably be the last time skullgirls is ever there so 
Thankfully, okay. I didn't mess up at all when I was on the mic. I didn't literally say anything incorrectly ever. So we'll talk about your Brazilian pronunciation in a little bit. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Let's talk about it now. Oh, no! Wait, talk about wait it now. But before before we move on though, I do want to say I tuned in to watch the UK Skullgirls just in time to see the Robo Misfortune Super that ended it all. And it was, yeah. I tuned in, saw it happen, and I was like, damn, I missed it. good. I'm still never going to play it, even though I literally have one of the best Skullgirls commentators on my podcast every week. And then every week she tells us to play Skullgirls, which is still on sale right now for $29.99. Grab the season one pass. Umbrella is coming out end of month. Play Skullgirls at SharpiePLS.com. But I will never play that game because I'm going to spite Sharpie. Look, right? I, it's installed. Okay? That's baby steps. Now open it. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, not to eclipse the remainder of it. I believe yes. we also have another bracket. This was one I did have a good opportunity to commentate with a very well-known Skullgirls commentator, streamer, and tournament organizer, Munoz the Scyther. And would you please pull up that recap for me? In very first place, we had Reseda Federal. All right, hold on. You don't know. It means bank or IRS in Portuguese. No, it means... It, it means recipe. It's like the federal recipe. And also it's pronounced Heseta. Well, Sita <laughs> told me. Oh, did, they, the did way... they tell you to use it? Uh, yeah, to say yeah they told okay. me, Elon, because they're inside Ooh. of my community and I spoke with them. That's fine. And I literally got quotes from every single player before I commentated. And That's I went fine. over extensively what That's they fine. were excited for and they told me That's fine. They can that you know their what? name specifically meant IRS. Okay. But you It's fine. Someone who's never played Skullgirls. No, but I grew up in Brazil though. I'm not saying you didn't. Was that what I said? That's not what I said. What I nope. said was the player told me it means IRS and okay. it is that's what their phrase meant. Okay. That I, I was more worried about the pronunciation. Yeah, no, uh, everybody blew me up over my pronunciation. <laughs> and look, uh, can I say one players. thing? Yeah, I tried. Look, at first it bothered me because I was like, oh, he's pronouncing it wrong. But at the end of the day, it's like, I knew who you were talking about. Everybody knew who you were talking about. Communication achieved. To hell with everybody that's blowing you up, including myself. It anyway. was really hard, too, specifically because if we go back over the recap here... Uh, we can see poor Hario, otherwise pronounced as it's it's it sounds closer to George, basically is what yeah, I was told. Yes, Georgian, exactly the way you said it, which I am not able to emulate, unfortunately, because I mm -hmm. do not speak Portuguese. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I mispronounced it as Jorge, and I did that specifically because. On the note cards that I was given after I interviewed every single one of the players, myself, because that information was not provided to me previously, I went out and did it because I care about this community. When I got that information, the card was spelled out similar to the Spanish word Jorge. All right? I do not speak Portuguese. I've never pretended to even understand or speak Portuguese in my life. I do understand a little bit of Spanish, and I do speak a little bit of Spanish as well. So 
I thought I would be able to get away with a Spanish pronunciation. And my thought process was they entered under this specific Smash GG, which has happened before in the past. I have commentated other tournaments, and their Smash GG and their given name are completely different. So I always default to what the player wants me to use. And in this instance, I did apologize as well immediately after the tournament to the player for mispronouncing their name. They said they completely understood. Uh, they helped me understand the pronunciation. They said it was fine. I appreciate you commentating. And, and everybody in Skullgirls Brazil was so sweet to me. Um, I especially want to call out someone who actually unfortunately didn't get into top eight um, and didn't enter the bracket, uh, but was MWISC. And they were someone that helped me out very immensely getting all this information on all of the players as well. I had so many notes on everybody from both Skullgirls Brazil and Skullgirls Mexico. And I just really want to say shout out to the Skullgirls Brazil scene for coming out so strong. But if we go back over the recap, uh, Brazil. obviously, <laughs> Brazil, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Reseda Federal. Oh, how are you? Uh, Noah, a name I did pronounce correctly the entire way through. <laughs> well, actually, Kyrian. no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Kyrian got, came home with Forrest. Milk Pouch, the only Mexican player in top eight, uh, got got fifth uh, and shared that with Tiago, another Brazilian player. Artisol, a very famous Brazilian player, as well as Hime, another very famous Brazilian player, all rounded up our top eight. And in ninth place, we had Bandana Blue, El... Elgo Mando, Tuski, Vinco, Igno, Ikisuad, Hira, and Purple. Who I have formally made and put a lawsuit for, uh, for inflammation and uh, the other word of stealing my name. So, shout outs to everybody for Latin America. Yeah, and also shout outs to not having sure. our event canceled because we have good netcode in our game. Shout outs to that. Um, and shout outs to you. I watched, I actually made the effort to watch because uh, I heard somebody w that I know was commentating. Uh, and I actually enjoyed the tournament throughout. And I think you and Munoz, is that his name? Yep. Okay. Uh, did a great job. Uh, and the matches were really, really cool. I haven't watched Skullgirls in a while, but I'm glad I took the time to sit down and watch. I had a great I'm time. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, all of the language barrier aside, I felt like it went really, really well. Um, there was a little bit of an issue with me uh, using some of the player quotes, so I ended up having to scrap some of them later on into the into the, into the <laughs> event. But yeah. I, I felt like it went very well. I, was, I just want to thank all of Evo staff specifically the Evo Twitch moderating staff. Uh, that was Markman, mm -hmm. uh, Corrupted Tacos, a couple of other people who unfortunately I don't know the names of, but I want to just shout out all of those people specifically for moderating Twitch chat because uh, I actually, this was this was a very big event for me and this was very, very something I was very personally excited about and I want to share with my friends and my family, specifically uh, my younger nieces and my younger sisters. And I was actually able to do that because a lot of the Twitch chat during my specific sections were actually relatively clean. There was uh, mm -hmm. very little uh, sexual comments made about myself or my co-commentator. And a lot of the chat was very, very tame and able to be enjoyed by both of my younger sisters who are over the age of thir 13. So I really was very excited to share that moment with my family and show them exactly what I've been putting all of this energy into. It was very, um, I'm just, to be very honest with you, and this is the last thing I'm going to say because I know we have a limited amount of time on this, but to be very honest with you, I'm very thankful to everyone inside of the community who has supported me in commentating this game, and I'm genuinely very, very honored to be cemented as a part of Skullgirls history 
Um, I know a lot of people don't think that online tournaments are a big deal, and a lot of people will say things like, it's just online, you know, it, it, it's not really Evo, so on and so forth. To me, this is real. To me, this really matters. To me, this means something. And honestly, no one can take that away from me. It's, it was, it was really cathartic uh, to be able to um, share a moment like this with not only just my community, but with someone who I, I had known as I have the community for a very long time as well. And I'm very proud of what we did. And I'm really proud of every single person that entered this tournament. And I'm really proud of every single player in top eight, to be very honest with you. I just want to say, we're here. We made it. And you know what? Honestly, we deserve to be here. And just thank you again. Here, here. Uh, congratulations. And I do want to say, if anybody is honestly upset about your mispronunciation then they need to go worry about what's actually happening in the world and i tried and stuff. i i feel like i, I tried more I than other people would have mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. <laughs> which is why i know it's all jokes and i'm totally yeah. fine with the memes okay. i feel like i deserved all of them they were very funny <laughs> memes i definitely laughed someone was like you know keep pinging sharpie to say horario and i was like y'all are killing me right now y'all know i do not read chat but I was I was very thankful to see so many yeah. people in chat giving me love. No, it was great. Thank you for letting me do that recap, Steve. I appreciate it. It's I mean, all good. Who else would have done the recap of Skullgirls? Steve. Steve would have. Of Skullgirls? Yeah, he does it every single week. Have you not been here? No. <laughs> you gotta lay off the uh, crack, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of crack, let's get cracking <laughs> because we need to move on here because we're yeah. we have a limited amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's buzz through off. this. <laughs> All right, oh, where are we going, Steve? By the way, Elon, that was really good. <laughs> We're going to Mortal Kombat 11. We did touch on this uh, with the uh, controversy about uh, Turkey Sucks. Jukesy, the player who uh, was the beneficiary of that in just before Top 8, made it all the way to second place. He's going to Vegas. He'll be joined by the winner, probably the pre-tournament favorite, Ninja Killer 212, who has been on an absolute tear. Uh, OD Full Auto and Hayate uh, waving the Canadian flag, rounding out the top four there. That was the only Mortal Kombat tournament of the weekend because there was none in the Asia region. So let's kick it to Street Fighter V. Latin America Central was won by Kusanagi, holding off Mono in the grand final. Kusanagi is headed to Vegas for the EVO Showcase. Mena RD and AJ Martinez rounding out the top four. Double Puerto Rico. Good to see some uh, some uh, representation there. Salvatore representing Colombia as well, making top eight. Uh, on the other... Well, before we move oh, on, I'm sorry. I just got to say, big shout-outs to Mono, uh, who we know as the TO for uh, first attack down in Puerto Rico. Also, ridiculous player. Look at that. Almost, uh, I, I can't remember if he actually reset the bracket. I think he was very close to resetting the bracket, but it was a very, very good grand final, so you guys should go watch it, especially because he's a Fong player. We don't see those no more. So go watch that. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. And First Attack is taking place on uh, Halloween weekend. So if you want to go to Puerto Rico, if you can go to Puerto Rico, Now's you've the got time. that opportunity. Uh, but let's stop talking about players going out of the U.S. Let's talk about players coming to the U.S. US. Horace Pollen of Brazil. Brazil. And I am uh, 
rounding out a Brazilian podium in the Latin American South Street Fighter V tournament, holding off Dark in the grand final. Didi Mokov finishing third. Uh, Chile Shanks rounding out the top four. So Horace will be here uh, for the Evo Showcase in November. Uh, on the other side of the world, Asia East was won by Kawano, who took care of business over uh, YHC Mochi. Uh, you see some familiar names there, Bomchan and Pugera rounding out the top four. Armperer, a player you don't necessarily see all that much of. Uh, the top Korean finisher, finishing tied for fifth. Uh, so good weekend for him. Uh, as well as for Sien, who turned grand finals into a speed run <laughs> holding off uh taking care of business over chuan in the grand final getting a bit of revenge over uh against brandon who uh beat him in the intel world open hikari from indonesia rounding out the top four there sien is headed to vegas as is energy marduk from republic dominica Winning the Latin America Central Tekken Tournament. Uh, beating Guatemala's Heizama in that grand final. El Tondo X and Divine Exorcist 4, both from Mexico, rounding out the top four there. Uh, on Latin American South, it is a Peruvian player in the winner circle. Maybe not the Peruvian player you expected. Sergey Master. Beat Abel Del Maestro. It looked like Abel was going to take it. It was a, a grand final of runs. Sergey got the job done. Uh, Venezuela's Jackson 5. <laughs> yep. With Tito? Third place. With Tito. Not with Tito. Uh, we've, Tito? We've, got some, we've got some names in this one. Uh, Let's go. XD La... La Maldita, uh, rounding out the top four. Uh, Drugzor <laughs> in top eight. I'm not even going to say who tied for ninth. This Lord but I got to say it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I read it and I started giggling. I have to say it. Sorry, Steve. I wasn't going to say it. I'll say it. You want me to say, say it, it again? It's Lord but Please censor that later on, Steve. Thank you. Look, we're j I'm I just reading a name. All right. Say it one more time since I've already gonna ha have to use the the sound effect. Lord, but thank you. It's tied it's for nine. Oh Congratulations. Oh my god. Look, I'm reading a name We're, here. Uh, do you want to read these names? Uh, the European East uh, Tekken Seven tournament. Sure. Uh, we got LMG Mob taking first place all the way out of Russia. Graham C W Gray. Out of Poland, I totally nailed that. Uh, Frizen, also out of Poland, uh, Poland also nailed that. Uh, Bimbulbub from Russia, <laughs> also <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> H-Dope, oh out of Greece. Heh, greetings, out of Russia. <laughs> Mickey, out of Russia. Von, I'm assuming the GR is for Greece. Fighting out of Greece, time for seventh. Uh, tied for ninth, we have Bati, Borisonic, Go Ronaldo, Scrabble Destroyer. <laughs> Woo. I think Graham say Wagree <sighs> is the Scrabble Destroyer, if I'm honest. Well, who? Oh. <laughs> I thought it would be Bimbulb. <laughs> uh, These Higgum, names are so good. Higgum, Nivek, uh, NY Share, or Nice Share, and Rio SPB, time for 13th. 
So big ups to all the European Tekken 7 players for a great showing. On the west side of the European con- continent, excuse me, Super Akuma. That grand finals uh, was so good. Held off Joka in the grand final. We're going to have an Akuma in Vegas. Super and, Akuma. I was just going to say, and he's super. He's, he's very super. Uh, Fujito from France and Tetsu of Germany rounding out the top four there. Uh, and then let's close things out with Wait, hold on. Gear. Is okay. I went back to Europe East. Is the fourth place person? Is that just Bumblebee? That's Bumblebee. I'm a dummy. Sorry for mispronouncing your name, Bumblebee. Anyway, where are we going? Guilty Gear Asia. Guilty Gear Asia. The last two tournaments of uh, that we're listing here. Uh, Zizzy and Daruino. An all-Korean grand final. Also amazing uh, grand finals. That, that, that was a nuts set. Ban Baban in third. Yuki from China. Mm-hmm. Doing some work with uh, Nagori Yuki. Uh, Kazunoko and T.Y. Uh, tying for fifth. Sumito and Naoto rounding out the top eight. What eight? That is one heck of a top eight. Yep. And then let's close it out with the tournament. That ended things here uh, at a reasonable hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unusual for an Evo. Guilty Gear Strive, North America. The man who killed Exerd has saved Strive. <laughs> Hotashi, get the job done against Sonic Fox. Uh, both of those players, however, are going to be in Vegas for the Evo Showcase. Uh, Jonathan Tenne and Lord Knight rounding out the top four. Macho and Tempest tying for fifth. Deb and Super Noon rounding out the top eight. I was really excited for Sonic Fox and Deb in the in loser side to open up top eight. And Sonic Fox just beasted that match. Mm-hmm. And beasted most of the bracket up until Hotashi in that grand final. Uh, but yeah, even though yeah, you know, they're basically like uh, Marshawn Lynch, not a, not super big fan of the game, sort of I'm just here so I don't get fined, but <laughs> Sonic Fox is going to be in that Evo showcase. Yeah, and... Rep- flying the Guilty Gear flag. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I just say for the, refer- for, for the record... I completely understand Sonic's um, feelings towards Strive because as someone who comes from Skullgirls, Strive is a very fun game for me, but I feel as though at a high level, it becomes significantly less fun. And I felt very similarly towards Dragon Ball Fighters as well when that game first released because there are a lot of things that the game kind of fights you on specifically where I don't feel as limited inside of Skullgirls. I don't feel like there's a ceiling cap in Skullgirls. The ceiling cap there is that if you want to do it, if you have enough mechanical skill, you can. And I feel as though that is not necessarily uh, replicated inside of Strive, and it's just starting to get to that point inside of Dragon Ball Fighters, and the game's been out for three years. So to me, when I see Sonic say something about, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling Strive as much anymore. That makes sense to me, because at a high level, that's what the game play kind of starts to look like, and that's kind of what Guilty Gear Exert 
plus our gameplay has kind of always looked like, to be very honest. They kind of put you in these certain boxes and you have to play by those boxes' rules. I don't think that Sonic, and even I don't even think that Sage, really like to limit themselves to that. Um, and so whereas a lot of people, I feel, conflate those feelings that Sonic expressed as disdain towards the game, I think it's more of a frustration that there's not as much expression towards the mechanics that they would like to experience inside of the game at a high level. And I yeah. just, I want to say that for the mm -hmm. record, because I know, I know last week when we were kind of talking about it, I wasn't unfortunately here for that part. So mm -hmm. I did feel like it was important to elaborate as someone that was inside of a community that, that Sonic still occupies, because yeah. that's, that's just who like Sonic is genuinely like they yeah. like to really push what games can accomplish. No, I agree. And I feel like, man, there's a lot of people who were, I have to say this word, so I apologize, Steve, but there was a lot of people who were just about uh, Sonic Fox's uh, action or like uh, what they were saying uh, during and after the tournament. They were playing the villain role and we had a couple people even just say, oh, they're pushing it too far. It's like, no, I, think talk was, I genuinely think Sonic was just being honest. The entire yeah. time. And I think Sonic's always brought that transparency in mm -hmm. general, which is why I think so many people look up to them because yeah. Sonic's always going to be real. Even back when things weren't going super great inside the Skullgirls community and there was someone that we had to come to terms with, they were still very open and very honest about how they were feeling the entire way through. I wasn't even open and honest. I shut down. Like, I closed myself up to a lot of people, but they still understood their responsibility mm -hmm. of being front-facing front and transparent as a member of the fighting game community. And I'll be very honest with you, there are a lot of top players inside of the fighting game community that will not do that. There are a lot of people that will not. But Sonic understands their responsibility as being someone who represents this community and represents this game. Mm -hmm. And I think that is worth honestly talking about. But I'm not trying to harp on anything you said here, Steve, or anything. I just I felt like that was an important point to bring up. And I think there's a conversation there about obligations, too, because I've seen both takes. I've seen people say, you know what, now that Sonic Fox is placed well, they, you know, what they say as mayor, because it's not just them saying it because they're not placing as well in the game as they as they did in the first place or anything like that. Uh, but there's also the sign saying that, you know, you don't really, that they have some sort of obligation to at the very least, not be so openly hostile towards a game because, you know, we're in the influencer generation and that has an effect, you know? It, See, if but, for no like, other also, reason. literally last year, Chris G said Dragon Ball is ass and no one should play it. And nobody got on Chris about that. Right, uh, yeah. That's what uh, kind of bothers me about uh, it is, like, I feel as though everything Sonic said was very respectful because they didn't trash the game at all. They just said, this game is not for me, and I still respect everyone who plays it. And, like, it's kind of crazy that even without me being really super deep inside of this game, I was still able to reach top eight. I feel like that's being respectful, but I completely understand what you're saying. And I'm, I'm going to let it go on that because I know we have a lot of other Here's... conversations to go yeah. into. No, I, I want to keep talking about this because my point is, uh, I during the tournament they were tweeting and they were leaving messages of like, oh, this match was so easy, ah, oh, blah blah. That's shit talk. That's being the villain. If 
and there's a lot of people that were like, oh, you said something bad about a player you beat. You, that's too far. It's like, no. If you, and I think that's like part of like the competitive scene. You have a villain. If you want them to shut up, bait them in the game. Then you have the right to shut them up, right? Uh, yeah. That's that's what I was more uh, go, uh, addressing. It's just that, you know, like they were talking like they were having fun in the best way that they could uh in spite of hating the game and they were playing the villain and of course like at the end of the tournament uh they posted a screenshot on twitter that's like and it's, uh, the caption was uh this is how you play the villain and they were trending on twitter right like that's what i'm talking about it's just it's just fun talk if you don't like it beat them and shut them up <laughs> but beat them in the game is what i mean yeah i guess that's it's all i want to do because i consider them i consider them still like family so it's it's hard for me when I see people that are just like Sonic's trash and should never be given a platform. It's really difficult for me because I understood what they. Oh yeah, did. if yeah, I don't. I never want anyone to be silenced uh, in that sense, especially someone who is like you know. Uh, I think someone who stands for so openly many queer, positive. Yeah, very so, very very unapologetically black, a positive mm -hmm. influence, and not just our community, but in gaming as a whole. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hard for me when I see people like against that at its merit because there's so many other layers to it. But yeah. I completely understand what you mean about the villain role. And I think Sonic does a really good job of understanding mm -hmm. that archetype and playing into it yeah. when they need to. I think they did great. And I can't wait to see them go to Vegas for a game that they don't want to play. I think that's hilarious and I can't wait to see more. So big ups to Sonic Fox, man. I, I, I just, I'm a big I, fan. I'm a big fan. I just want to see like the full body language. If if, <laughs> if they're still gonna run in on the I don't like strive train, just go into it. Like every match they come up to the stage, like <sighs> just exaggerated body language. <laughs> wait, can you get wait? Uh, game, oh, do you, you do mean you think... so people actually send them death threats? Is what you're saying? No, that's no. I don't want anyone so to send sad. death threats. I just yeah. want it to be absurdist comedy. I, that's yeah, all I, I want, want that too. This. I want that too, Steve. It's but I such think we shame. both know the fighting game community isn't polished enough for us to experience that yeah. in a safe way. Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of certain people taking it too seriously, and the certain people who are taking it too seriously are not the people who should be taking it too seriously. Yep. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> yep. Anyway, let's, we have let's so much more to talk trailers. about, don't we, Elon? Yes, we do. Because it is time. You know what time it is? Time for you to get a watch. It's also time for Block Grab. Block Grab. Block Grab. All right, we got a lot of trailers to go uh, to go into, and we also have an Akira breakdown at the end of the show, much like pro like we promised. So hopefully we'll have uh, hopefully we'll have enough time to get everything in. However, we have a lot of Evo goodies, a lot of uh, new toys that were gifted to us thanks to evo whoa whoa wait whoa wait i didn't tell you to play it sorry 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 all right first let's start with something we already know however it's still something great nonetheless check this out made number six this is actually the same character as the tandem the, they're just using like cleaning weapons to beat up other people. I think that's pretty cool. I'm a fan. Well, so you got Hisui. And, um, oh, first, well, let's do, let's do the pair. Let's do the pair. Since it's a, since it's a pair of uh, characters. Made number eight. 
all of a sudden he has a dress. Wow, that yeah, ended okay. I don't understand. I just accept either way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to grab Melty. Go, Steve. I'm going to grab both characters. Uh, one because they have cactus assist and the other because they have a cast iron pan. And I want to get into cast iron pan cooking. Dude, it's so good. It's good. A Sharpie blocker grab. I'm going to block the first character. I'm going to grab the second. I like the dress. I like the gameplay. I like uh, basically everything about it, to be very honest. But I'm not a big fan of that solo made. I don't mm. like I don't like some of her movement, and I don't like some of her uh, combo roots there. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna do uh, half. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with Sharpie. I'm blocking the first character. Definitely grabbing the second character because that cactus beating the hell out of the other dude was awesome. It's it's so. very compelling. It's very compelling. Like that, <laughs> the way she canceled that, I was like, "Ooh, okay, I see. We messing with something. We messing with something special. I like that. I like that." Yeah. Chat. I see two grabs. Anybody else? Uh, speak now or forever. Hold your peace. I'm Melty. Forever. Not just these characters. We got so, two grabs. So, so y'all are blocking uh, Hisui, but grabbing Kohaku. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was it the other way around? All right. No, no, and you got a. We got lots of grabs in the chat. So thanks, chat. All right. Oh, people are grabbing on both. Eh. Ooh. All right. It's okay. I thought our chat I... was cultured. Yeah, me too. But that's okay. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Here is the next trailer. <laughs> Oof. Oh, it's Antonov. Nice. Interesting design, though. He looks like, like great value Macho Man Randy Savage. He looks like he crushed me under his armpit. I'm about that. I'm still yeah. hung up on on Sharpie's armpit, whatever. <laughs> what did I say? I don't even know what I. Oops, was I accidentally? <laughs> did you have like an out of body experience where you're talking about being? crushed by guys in their it's not it's not fair he doesn't he doesn't have a shirt on and he's sitting there standing there just lifting up his arms like what 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 is he you're telling me you're not not selling you're you're not staring at his armpit hair that's not what you're doing you're not envisioning your head literally being squeezed underneath his armpit smelling his musk that's literally not what you're imagining right now that's so crazy i can't this guy done this got uncomfortable real fast. <laughs> Do you want to see it get more uncomfortable? Because I have an issue with I'm this so character sorry, design, Chad. too. <laughs> I have an issue with this character design, too. Hold on. You notice how the the towel that he's wearing is perfectly resting on those gigantic pecs, but for some reason, they don't cover his nipples. That's a good trait. What are you talking about? Also, Steve, this is where I was talking about Team Ga. I think this is too close to the uh, Ravenclaw esports. I think you need to file cease and desist here. If it was Ga Ga, I would have a claim, but okay. no, it's it. There's enough distance there. Yeah, like ah. why does he like staple the towel to like his pecs? When the world is going on? Oh. He's right, just anyways. too manly. Steve is so mad at me right now. <laughs> okay, I'm, like I'm just. <laughs> Like, we've seen so many instances of magic tape and dresses and skirts 
magically staying in places, and somehow this is the one that pushes your your believability scale off the chart? It's not realistic, Steve. Just be honest about it. Like, okay, look, feel me out. If my head was underneath I'm his not, armpit... I'm not feeling you out about armpits! <laughs> I'm not feeling you out about armpits! <laughs> Alright, we gotta get to it. Steve Plucker grab. I, I, I'm grabbing because this guy is going to make me slap snap into a Slim Jim if I don't. Repeat. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to block that and let him grab me non-consensually in a good way. <laughs> good night, Canada. Uh, chat blocker grab. Uh, I'm gonna block just because him having the like safety pin, the scarf to his pecs makes me hurt inside. On top of everything else, I said non-consensually, but I meant to say consensually in a good way. Mm-hmm. I, I messed up. No, I feel you. Thing. I feel you. It was the uh, musk. It was the musk. I can smell it throughout the game screen. Hey, Steve look, came uh, back and was we, like, she's still that, talking about it, huh? <laughs> we ain't gonna kink that, shame nothing here, so it's all good. Uh, Thank you. you. Thank you. Can we, can we talk about Guilty Gear? No, we can't, because we're gonna talk about the other one instead. Here it is. Yeah, we strive okay. to do better here, Steve. We just did KOF. We gotta stick with the SNK. I like yeah. this intro. It's crazy that they're still making characters for Sam Show. It's exciting. Oh, I actually had no idea this was a thing. That's pretty cool. Take me. Wow, they did it. Wait, is that bot? <gasps> yeah. What? Mommy. Yeah. This is a good pickup. Oh, notice it isn't Strive. Does that mean it's the end for Biken and Strive? Stop. stop. Oh, Don't say something like that. It, I think it, it's just because they strive. had to use her exer design. Wow. Oh, wow. She comes out tomorrow. No, Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. That's a weird movie. Don't watch that. Uh, that's crazy. Biking and Sam show. Blocker grab chat. Steve, what do you think? Blocker grab. As soon as they mentioned uh, a Guilty Gear character was coming to Sam show, this was uh, the way I think most people were, were going. It makes perfect sense. She fits in so well. Uh, I, I really like her design in this. I'm going to grab. Word. Sharpie, what do you think? Same. So you're grabbing? Same. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to reiterate what I said, and it's that I've never seen a character so well-suited for a game that came from another game. So, big grabs. And we got lots of grabs in the chat as well. Thanks, chat. All right. The final trailer for today and the final trailer for Block and Grab, Block or Grab, Block Grab, is this. This one, yeah, this one was leaked a little early, unfortunately. Want me to tell you why you're here? Oh, you got the English Will version? Gross. We fight him together? Sub over dub. Now you're getting <laughs> I'm kidding. It? I don't even know what the F of that means. Who is? Huh? <gasps> oh, they're adding Jacko! Yeah. Oh, that's nice. If she works... Well, here's the thing, because if, like, if she could put the three houses down and level them up, you're screwed. There's just so much stuff floating around on the screen. 
So I'm interested to see how they're redoing that whole mechanic because it looks like they uh, toned it down a tad. Oh, yeah, and it's next Friday. Yeah, nice. Oh, let's stop it here. Hold up. Uh, I think one thing that was pointed out is uh, if you look at the third character, there's one more character that's supposed to be released this year and then everything else is next year. So can't wait to see who it be. But before we even get to that, Let's start with Sharpie. Sharpie, block or grab on Jacko? I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing. Very simple, very easy. To be very honest, I like Jacko a lot. Aside of Exert, uh, I liked her because she played the way I wanted Ram to play. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm very excited because it looks like inside of the gameplay, it doesn't look like they actually changed or nerfed a lot of her mechanics. In fact, it looked like they made her stronger and removed a lot of limiters that I felt like she had inside of Exert. A lot of the freedom... Uh, specifically with the minions, I like. So I'm 100% grabbing. And to be very honest, I may actually move from Ram to Jack this game. Uh, I didn't do it in Exerd, but I may do it here. That's terrifying. Yeah. Moving from Ram to Jack. Steve, block or grab? I am chat, not give happy. us your block and grabs in the chat. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. I am, I am not happy about seeing Jacko. Um, I feel she is a waste of a character space because... She's ass. She is just straight up booty. She's going to be at the bottom of the tier list. She's, she's nothing more than an absolute bum. You can put her at the bottom of the tier list, and she's going to be bringing up the rear for the foreseeable future. You, you think that just because she's got her minions that she can pull some junk out of her trunk that she's going to be a good character? No, she can hightail it out of the character select screen. She can, if she's going to be on the Guilty Gear train, she can get on the caboose of that train. She can be the caboose of that train. Anus. So are you gonna block or grab? Grab. <laughs> Damn I gotta, straight. I a round of applause. On that, <laughs> that, one. Was, that was good. That was a good one. We don't usually get those from Steve. That Not was a anymore. Good one. We don't. Uh, all right. Uh, Future Steve, Steve I'm sorry for what you have to edit there. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. That's the phrase. <laughs> we, we had, we, we, we've talked about armpits. We've talked about so many other things. We talked about. Okay, work, look, the but... armpit community pays their taxes, Steve. What are you mad about? We're putting okay. children through college. <laughs> we have I, to move on. We're almost out of time. I uh, am so mad that I didn't put a crack joke <laughs> in that rant. I, I'm just. We gotta, uh, we gotta move it was forward. right there. We gotta move forward. Uh, I'm gonna grab because I'm so curious about how her minions are gonna work, and because before it, it, I used to think of it as a MOBA because there was like the bottom, middle, and uh, top. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens. It looks like they have a lot of crazy uh, uh, versatility, so we'll see what happens. Big grab. Chat goes with the grab. That's Ben. Black grab. Should I play the the thing after we get out of uh, the segment of black grab? Oh, the secret video I that I told you necessary. never to release to anybody because it will literally ruin my entire brand? No. Uh, oh, okay, good, 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 good. I thought we were talking about... Okay, cool. Okay, so I need to go. So I think this has been another episode of Best of Five. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. I've been Elon, Steve, Ace King Officer Jurek. What? I, I've been Steve. That's Steve. I've and... been held against my will. Great. <laughs>
Uh, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We'll see you next week. Until then, say your things. Every real podcaster has a sign-off phrase. Good night, Canada. 